This week on Androids and Aliens. You come out of the drift. And you can see in the distance. Home. She truly is the jewel of the packed worlds. Castravel. What begins as a homecoming? You start to enter the atmosphere near Kabarat. And as you do so, you are hailed by the city-state's aviation authority. Please identify yourselves. Takes a discomforting turn. You do see, uh, up ahead, armed guards and some sort of official marching towards you. A deplorable request goes beyond the pale. I regret to inform you that in order for it to gain entrance into Kabarat, it must be disinfected. I assure you it is a short, non-invasive procedure, but it is mandatory for all pets. And the information they seek may now be unattainable. You do hear uh, a bit of a din up ahead. You can see that this small lobby is packed full of journalists. The adventure continues. My name is Captain K. Please leave immediately. (laughs) They all laugh. (laughs) Excuse me, I think perhaps you misheard the captain. You are being politely asked to leave. No. Can't we just do Good Morning Glip Glorp every week? (laughs) I feel like that's a show I would listen to. Yes. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. Oh, the Good Morning Glip Glorp podcast. You had fun. It was a good time. Thank you, Matthew. You're welcome. Thank you. I knew you'd like it. I'm just sad we couldn't stick around and see what kind of animals came on. I know. They were going to be fun. Who, who got bumped because uh, because Doctor Frist took so long? <laughs> they on that. they bumped that uh, android um, sex actress. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. got it. Matt, was it uh, Hall of Film Sex Matt Androids Damon. of Rigel Seven? Marissa nine three four five dash two. Oh no, <laughs> you guys went long. Matt She'll, Damon Seven. Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, and musical guest Keith Keith Richards. Yeah, was, yeah I know you had complained. You had complained about all this extra work you had to do, and yet I was like, I pictured you sitting there laughing your ass off while you were writing this stuff. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> As much as hearing you guys laugh, uh, I do it for your smiling faces. Well, that is the classic pain of the comedian. Ah, They're yes. just miserable all the time until yeah. they make somebody laugh. Right, it's that's all true. we have to do. We're clowns. Clowns. Sad clowns. And then you make them laugh and then you hate them. Right. I was thinking about <laughs> for not laughing enough. That's right. right. For laughing at you. I was Why thinking about they how, laugh harder? how Glip Glorp kept on looking for validation and how miserable that would be. <laughs> and then I realized I understand Troy's pain <laughs> at all times. You hear about this one? Did you see this? <laughs> um, yeah, he, he definitely did. He definitely went to the uh, the Norm Macdonald Colin Quinn school of joke delivery, <laughs> where you say the punchline and then you say it again. Yeah, <laughs> that's Glipglorp style. That's his thing. Lyle Lovett is married to Julia Roberts. That's it. That's the whole joke. That's the, that's the Norm Macdonald joke. Um, man, things have changed dramatically since uh, since our drift rock days. <laughs> we true. are. We went back to Absalom Station. We 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 we. We asked questions. Went to Chizkick. Chizkisk. WTF. <laughs> Went to Gevelask Noor. WTF. And now you're being set on this new adventure to Castravel. You've been in the, in the drift for three days. You got one day left. And you're all busy doing different things. Started getting acclimated to what's coming up. But all, you also have to be kind of in the dark as to what you're really looking for. And you know that everyone else has this information, so you might not be alone in the search for it. 
It's the night of day three. Again, day and night is kind of all relative at this point. Dax's shift behind the stick <laughs> is uh, coming to a close, and he's just kind of, you know, closing his eyes. A, a long, what did I say, a long blink or something. A long blink. And you feel the presence of another person oh, God. <laughs> in the cockpit with you. Oh, I hope it's Matt. <laughs> who? She's alive. Hello, Dax. Hello. Wait, who is that? Who are her? Her? Oh. her? Remind me who you are again. I don't recognize you. All intact. <laughs> I think of uh, I think of Captain Mac every time I look at a dustbin. <laughs> Captain Splat. <laughs> um, and you feel the presence, and you look over, and you see. Someone sitting in the seat next to you. A voice rings out. Hello, Dax. Hello. Wake up. You are nodding off. You look over and you see a Lashunta woman. You know it's a Lashunta and you know it's a woman. You can see the antennae, but again, you can't see her face. <sighs> Think like... And I, maybe I said this before, like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, like mm-hmm. the face has been erased from your memory. And that's the thing, though. You quickly realize that there isn't a woman physically in the room with you, but somehow you're watching a memory play out in a cockpit from some time ago. Huh. The voice continues. She's like, you were dreaming. I could see you smiling. You hear yourself responding back, but it's way too soft to make out the words, but you know it's your voice. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. Oh, wow. It's very eternal sunshine. <laughs> yeah. We should arrive by tomorrow. She stands up and crouches now right next to you, this really freaky, blurred out face. This is going to sound ridiculous, so don't laugh at me. You promise? (laughs) I have this sick feeling that they know about us. (laughs) I, I know, I understand, but you know if they find out what they'll do, what they're capable of. Just listen. If something happens to me, I need you to reach out to on Castrovel and tell them and the memory fades out. I can picture it. I can see it so clearly. I'm freaking myself out about yeah. your yeah. voice. That's so messed up. Oh, man. <laughs> America cheese. Man, that was awesome. Mei you are from Castroville. Have you heard of this American cheese? It is our nation's favorite currency favorite delicacy <laughs> and we pay for things with it as well yeah. <laughs> I'll take a hundred American the- cheese slices for that gun uh, oh my god oh wow and then it just all disappears and it he's just, back to it's, it's gone oh. 
he's going to run a self-diagnostic. See if there's any lingering, like, see if he's been tampered with or, uh, or anything. Yeah, you run a diagnostic and nothing is different from the day before. <laughs> awesome. Your eyes, maybe your eyes uh, blank out for a second as you're running the internal diagnostic. Nothing seems different from the day before. Wow. I know, that's awesome. Dax, did you feel that? <gasps> what, Howie? It seems as if there was some sort of disturbance in the drift. Did you... Did you feel it in the ship, Howie? Yes, it was almost imperceptible, but I could feel the ship's sensors indicate something had changed. A presence, perhaps? Hmm, I wouldn't say a presence, but it is something I am not familiar with. Are your systems unchanged? They appear so. Whatever happened is now no longer present. Well, then I know it's not only in my mind. Howie, if you detect a presence such as this again, please... Notify me and Captain K. I would like her to know if there is an intruder aboard this ship, even if it's within me. Of course. And then he's going to go and find Meishun and wake her up uh, and just be like... American cheese. They know about us. Know. <laughs> he's looking at her with crazy eyes. American cheese. I uh, know he's going to wake her up and say, "I'm afraid I have gone too long on my shift. Please, can did, you take over? Did you notice anything on the scan stacks? There was a disturbance in the drift. It." Was very minor. Howie reported it. It is in the logs if you'd like to look further. Well, I'm sure Howie can point me out to the coordinates. Thank you, Dax. We don't seem to be in any immediate danger. Have a good rest, Dax. I hope it's therapeutic for you. Thank you. And so Meishan takes over as pilot. Bleep, bloop, 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 boop, 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 bing, 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 bing. Mission's playing Call of Duty. Uh, I'm level 35. I'll soon unlock a new weapon. I've put the camo grip on this one. I like this purple skin on my M16. Prestige 1. Uh, it's while you are the captain that you come out of the drift. And you can see... In the distance, for the first time in a while, home. Wow. She truly is the jewel of the packed worlds. Castravel. It's gorgeous. You know this. As this planet looms into view, you see a vibrant orb of sparkling blue oceans, continents blanketed in lush green forests and swirls of clouds. And just wham, you start to enter the atmosphere near Kabarat. Mm -hmm. And as you do so, you are hailed by the city-state's aviation authority. Please identify yourselves. This is pilot Meishan Vanya aboard the Sarissa. 
There are four others amongst the crew. Would you like me to identify them all? That will not be necessary. You will be greeted at ship's end. Please follow these coordinates. And you see the coordinates come up. Mm. Um, and you follow those and you land very shortly after near an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> and you're shot out of the sky! <laughs> 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 Brace for impact! <laughs> <laughs> Battle stations! Uh, di- they direct you to one of the landing ports in this city's spaceport, marked Ship's End. The Sarissa goes down, landing gear comes out. You all disembark from the ship, I'm assuming. <laughs> Smoke. And you come down. Fans everywhere. TV cameras. (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly, no. Uh, But you do see uh, up ahead uh, armed guards and some sort of official uh, marching towards you with urgency. And they're all Lashuntas, all male. And they stop right in front of you. And the official comes up. Right? Welcome to Ship's End. He's got a clipboard. May I ask your business here in Kabarat? No. (laughs) Excuse me. JK, JK. (laughs) All right, JK. (laughs) All right. What is your business here in Kabarat? We're on a peaceful research mission on behalf of the Starfinder Society. Do you have any local contacts? Yes, we're here to see. What's the name of the university? Kabarat University. Kabarat. What's, Hi. It, what's it actually called? Kabarat uh, uh, Kabarat uh, University State. of Kabarat State. Xenobiology and Xenoarchaeology. Xenoarchaeology and Xeno... And there's a guy. The Kabarat University of Xenoarchaeology and Xenoanthropology, and your contact's name is Walos. We're going to say Walos at the... Kabarat... Kabarat a I was like, Kabarat... Kabarat a What is the expected duration of your stay... Depends on how the research goes. You know how these things work. Hmm. Could you give me some sort of ballpark? Approximately two weeks. Two weeks. Mm, yes. Are you importing any foreign life forms? All of us. <laughs> uh, may I speak with your captain in private? I am the captain. Look at me. Yes. I'm the captain now. Uh, I see. Um, pardon me. Uh, a moment. And the guards stay with the rest of you, and he pulls uh, Kreska aside. Sorry for the jokes. Uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's space madness. She's, she's suffering from a touch of space madness. It really lightened up the mood. Drift yeah. fever. We get come out telling fever. Yeah, telling bad jokes. We get punchy in the drift. <laughs> Do you ever get nervous though when you go through customs? Like oh, for some yeah. reason, no, even exactly though you knew it, you're not doing anything wrong. It's yeah. just something nerve wracking about like Every, driving over the border in Canada. Like Manitoba, huh? It's even worse for international people. It's oh yeah, a nightmare. It's terrifying. Do you always answer? Pleasure is my business. Yeah, that I said. I said that the first time, first time I went to America, I was 14 years old, and the first time I saw a gun because that fat man was having one, and then the fat man, yeah, the fat man, the fat man, the fat man, man was having the one. fat man was having one. 
<laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, I, <laughs> I, think he, I think he ate too many American cheeses. That's the next T-shirt. Well, my mom lost her passport, and so like oh, they God. took that really seriously. And yeah, yeah, no kidding. They don't yeah, like it's, that. It's a mess. It was a mess, but it was. It's it one was of their insane. things that they get all freaked out about when well, yeah. a foreign national does have their passport <laughs> at customs. Well, <laughs> 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 sort of the little peccadillos that they're so concerned about <laughs> in U.S. customs. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad found it, and they were like, sir, sir, you know, step aside. Oh, they had a gun yeah. on him. They yeah, had an they assault were, rifle on his face? I don't know. Wow. They shot him in the kneecap. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to stand down. Stop resisting. <laughs> blood pouring down his leg. Ah, <laughs> I found it in her purse. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the interior pocket in her purse. <laughs> Quiet, you treacherous Swede. <laughs> 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 oh man, <laughs> that was back when it was uh, North Korea, Iran, and Sweden uh, on the right, axis right. of evil, right? right yeah, yeah. That's right. The, the good old days. <laughs> the really, the really cold war. Uh, God bless, God bless that fat man for stopping something bad from happening. No, he did. And then, so, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so no, this, no, what, no, but then the Mormons. But then, never mind. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cut her mic. Cut the mic. Cut oh, mic. I'm glad I interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So he pulls you aside, uh, Captain K, and he's like, um, I see you have a metacoy with you. I regret to inform you that in order for it to gain entrance into Kabarat, it must be disinfected. I assure you it is a short, non-invasive procedure, but it is mandatory for all <clears throat> pets. Oh, dear. Please describe what the disinfection process will be. Well, it will be stripped down and brought into a shower. It is quite private, I assure you. And uh, is it a she or a he? You wouldn't even begin to understand, but say she for now. All right. Well, either way, it will be sprayed with various safe uh, chemicals, all water-based, all water-soluble, and uh, then uh, it will be dried and given its clothes back. Very safe, I assure you. Tell me, sir, what's your name? My name? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Tell you my name. (laughs) My name. My name, you say. It's my name you're after, yes. It's Johnson Johnsonville. (laughs) That's not a typical Cantrevellian. Yeah, that's it. He well, doesn't, maybe he's not from Cashville. Right. I'm not originally from Cabaret. He's just working for customs. Yes. Johnson Johnsonville is my name. Well, Johnsonville. I love your brother. I am a government employee, may I remind you. I come from a long line of Johnsons. Have you Johnsonville. Fails. Johnsonville. <laughs> I come from a long line of... Our first name is what we use. Right, yes. Well, let me ask you. Hmm. Private Johnsonville. Yes. Have you yourself submitted to this process before? Well, no, I am a shunter, not an animal. Well, let me assure you, if you or any of your crew lays a finger on one of my crew, and she then reaches out and just grabs his arm and mind links images of her of, of a vest just removing limbs from the shuntas. <laughs> it would be my pleasure to submit you through the same process. Do I 
make myself understood. Yes, yes, absolutely. Perhaps we could, we could, we could, we could make an exception in 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 your case. Your customer service is much appreciated. No, no, that that would be fine. Yes, come come this way. You're all approved. However, I do see that you are. He's like pulling in his collar. You are all heavily armed. And now, while carrying a weapon in Camarade is not legal per se, you should know it is frowned upon. Please keep them holstered at all times. Uh, I should remind you. Yes. A vesk is never unarmed. <laughs> I've heard that about your kind. Uh, not a slight, uh, that is. Um, anyway, right, here are your uh, travel papers. Stamp, 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 uh, stamp. He looks at uh, the maracoins like... <clears throat> stamp. Uh, please keep them on your person at all times during your stay. Welcome to Cabaret. Thank you. And he lets you pass, eyeing PG the entire time. One last thing. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't kill you with my mind. And then she just walks away. <laughs> you just, he pees a little. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get through customs and pass outside... It's kind of bustling. There's people walking all around, and you see a tall and very gaunt-looking Demaya Lashunta holding a sign that says Starfinders. Uh, he's dressed in a stylish blend of local silks uh, that Meishun recognizes, of course. And you can all tell that it looks like his suit has seen some wear, like it's the only good suit that he has. Mm. Uh, and he's standing there just kind of like beaming. He's excited. His antennae are twitching. Camarot's blessings upon you, my friend. Welcome. Are we, I think we are the Starfinders you're looking for. Oh, hello, hello. It is an honor to meet you all. He comes up and he's like shaking all of your hands. I, I must say, as an advanced student of xenoarchaeology, I have collaborated with the Starfinder Society in the past, but never with something as high profile as this. Ah, the Drift Rock 4, I, I should say the Drift Rock 5 in the flesh. Oh, I'm sorry, where are my manners? My name is Walos. And you must be uh, Meishan, yes? That's me. Oh, in the flesh. Welcome home, Miss Vanya. Oh, this is wonderful. And, and uh, Dr. Uh, Kun, Kundatu? Kundatu? Kundatu. Kundatu. I apologize. Kundatu. Kundatu Friss, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. The doctor of great renown, yes. <laughs> I saw what you did on Good Morning Glipcloth. That was absolutely outstanding. Was any of it true? <laughs> Uh, yes. All of it was Unbeat- unfortunately true, that yes. That is horrible, but wonderful. And, uh, <laughs> you must be, uh, Captain K, is it? Yes, Chris Kaletha, Letha, Chris Kaletha? In the flesh, Unbelievable. as it were. Unbelievable. Good for you. I'm so glad you've recovered from your wounds. You look like you're in tip top shape and uh, distribution and relax. I did. Yes, look at you. You've, you've changed your hair, I noticed from when you were on TV the other day. Yes, do you like it? It looks wonderful. I like it very much. It fits the style here, I must tell you. All the students uh, would, would wear something that. It's all the rage right now. Fantastic. Yes, it is quite something. And speaking of quite something, look at you, my dear. <laughs> I must ask you, did you have any trouble getting through customs? They are quite rude. No, not at all. They they uh, they seem to uh, be uh, 
surprised to see me, but I didn't notice any animosity. This is a very beautiful planet. Oh, that is wonderful. I'm so excited to hear it. Good, 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 good. Uh, but we have much to do, so little time. Um, please, let's go to the university. No time like the present, yes? Uh, he hails like a robo-taxi. And a robo-taxi hovers up. Johnny uh, Cab. A Johnny Cab. It's a yellow cab. Uh, you hop in, and you start heading towards the heart of Kabarat en route to the university. As the taxi wends its way deeper into the city, trees start to give way to elegant towers of carbon fiber, glass, and steel, each artistically sculpted to create a stunning forest of dazzling skyscrapers. The Cabaret University, he tells you, uh, of xenoarchaeology and xenoanthropology is just north of the downtown commercial district and consists of about ten buildings scattered over a campus of groomed lawns and gardens. If you've never seen this university before, let me tell you, you are going to be blown away. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we still have some time. Uh, Before we arrive, you must tell me of your findings aboard this drift rock thingy. That makes sense. What what did you see out there? We found lots of ceramic. Ceramic everywhere there was. <laughs> yes, yes. And then we came across a language that we cross-reference with the journals of Halquim Zam. That's why we're here. Yes, yes. Uh, your, your friend uh, Chizkisk sent along these symbols and iconography you saw on the drift. I wish I had the know-how to decipher the writing and technology you found there. However, I believe I know someone who can help. Her name is uh, Professor Muhali, and she is the head of the Linguistic Anthropology Department. Uh, her office is in Alcima Carey Hall. Uh, well, what is today? He looks at his uh, phone. Uh, oh, yes, perfect. I, I believe she's off tomorrow, so I will take you there immediately. Once we arrive, if anyone's going to know about these symbols, it will be her. Do you trust her? Oh, I trust her implicitly. I I did some of my undergraduate studies under her. She was my advisor, in fact. She's quite, quite the woman. Very, very smart. Whip smart. Knows more about archaeology than I'll ever know in my life. She's forgot more than I'll ever know. You forgive for hyperbole, my friend. I am just so excited to meet the likes of you. What else did you discover on this strange, strange rock? We discovered that the drift rock was actually perhaps a part of a larger structure. It had subsystems that were able to control something else. Fascinating. Yes. Imagine, what could this be? Is it something from the past? Is it something from the future? Perhaps it's something before the gap. Yes, I would love to figure out what happened there. Perhaps we're on the verge of a great breakthrough. Yes, well, I'm sure you're not alone. This type of information, now everyone knows everyone's going to be hot on its trail, but luckily you have an in with me, and I have an in with the university. Oh, speaking of which, we are almost there. Come, let's hop out of this robo-taxi. Uh, so <laughs> <you> <laughs> <laughs> well, you hit the ground and roll. One, two, three. <laughs> um, so you get out. Beautiful campus. Now, you know, similar to Starfinder Society, but it's different. Everything is a lot more lush and... It just has a little more greenery uh, that's actually real and not fabricated like what you saw in Absalom Yeah, this Station. is the first time any of us, at least as a group, have been in open air. Right. And right. for Friss, like, this, this is his first time being on a planet, like, outside, outside of Akaton, which is like a, a, a dusty, rust-colored nightmare. So, uh, <laughs> th- th- like, this is, uh, like, he's kind of blown away by this. And also, you know, as... Uh, uncomfortable as his uh, university experiences were like he's very excited to be here at like this is a very famous like 
center of learning, and he's just like wants to, he just wants to crack it open, oh, like, that's yeah. his skull, and dig in it. And your background is in what psychology and what else? I have. He's got doctorates in medicine, license revoked. <laughs> um, engineering, psychology, archaeology, and uh, computers, computer science. Right. So you, this is being here in the in the flesh. Uh, you've, I'm sure you've studied people that have written books who were professors here. They got yeah. their tenure by writing said books while they were here at the university. This has to be big for you. Oh, yeah. This is huge. So he says, ah, yes, Alcima Carajal is right this way. Follow me. And you go through the, uh, the, uh, the quad. People playing Ultimate Frisbee. Uh, can, I, can I just say, yeah. I, I just want to point out that Dax is really paranoid. Like, he's, he's thoroughly enjoying this and is so excited to be a part of, like, an, an, an exploration, right? An expedition, a research expedition, far beyond his wildest dreams of what he ever thought that he would be doing when he first decided that he didn't want to fly delivery uh, freighters anymore. Mm-hmm. But... Considering what's been going on with some contact somebody in Castroville, this strange image that he saw, and knowing for a fact that actual extractions wants exactly the same thing that we want, and they have the power and tendrils and reach to do it, uh, and knowing that everybody knows we're going to Castroville, including Friss's people, he's not going to offer much in the way of research. He's not going to offer much in the way of archaeology, intelligence about these things. What he thinks he can offer is protection. And so he wants to keep an eye out wherever they're going. Just always watching to see if anybody's following them, if mm-hmm. anybody's following the cab, if anybody's, like, at the university seems suspicious, you know, a couple kids on the quad, like, playing Frisbee, but then one looks a little too long at them. You know what I right, mean? Right. Like, he's keeping an eye out and keeping his weapons close and with the safety off, just in case. Just in case. I just want to say, uh, just in case. Is he drawing these weapons on campus? No, no. I mean, his <laughs> artillery laser does he have. <laughs> yeah, that kid with the Frisbee looked at me too long. <laughs> Keep shooting. Yeah. Like, she has shoot the frisbee out of the air. Yeah. <laughs> Game's over, son. <laughs> what do you have studying to do? Uh, yeah, any, anyway, he's just looking out for any suspicious characters following them or anything on campus. Right. So you're looking around, checking everything out, and you do hear uh, a bit of a din up ahead. Um, but it doesn't seem too alarming. You just notice as you roll up on this hall that Walos is walking you towards, um, you can see that this small lobby is packed full of journalists. It's pretty obviously journalists. Mm-hmm. And they're insistently trying to convince the clearly overwhelmed receptionists to let them upstairs. You get closer, you can, you can hear them. Uh, and Waylos is like, this is quite strange. I do not know of any news that would warrant this level of attention here at Alcima Carey Hall. Uh, uh, pa- uh, pa- pardon me, sir. What is this all about? He asks one of the journalists. Uh, and the journalist is like, did you not hear of Dr. Alabian 21-2's incendiary lecture defending violent xenophobia? We're trying to get interviews or comments from other professors, but this receptionist won't let anyone up. What's the perce- what's the receptionist look like? Uh, it's a uh, a male Lashunta, and uh, obviously totally overwhelmed. You can see he's on the phone. He's like, "Can you send someone from the dean's office over, or a university publicist? I'm in the weeds over here." And you want to obviously get in here. Waylos is trying to get you in, but the lobby is packed, and the receptionist looks overwhelmed. What do you do? Can, can we can we get to the receptionist, or is he? Yeah, you like, can cut your way through the crowd. Dex just starts firing. 
With an artillery laser. You out of the weeds now? There's ten less journalists. You're level four. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, Killing boars. Yeah, can we kind of like part the crowd to get towards the receptionist? Yeah, and the receptionist is like on the phone and and, like writing down. No, no, no. You you have to wait. You have to wait. Talking to everyone. What do you say? Dax will push people out of the way for Kreska. Like make way, make way. And they see your giant artillery laser, and so they kind of part the way very easily for you. And uh, Kreska will look to the receptionist and say, like, can we be of service? Yes, what? What? I, I, I'm sorry. What, what, what do you want? Can we help you with your problem? You help me with my problem? Yeah, get all these journalists out of here. That's my problem. What, 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 Excuse what, what, me. And Kreska turns to, the, turns to the crowd. All the reporters. Okay. My name is Captain K. Please leave immediately. <laughs> they all laugh. <laughs> Come on, let us upstairs. We're going to get some... Uh, can we interview her? Is she, are you a professor here? Dex. Excuse me. I think perhaps you misheard the captain. This building is off limits now. You are no longer invited to interview anyone upstairs, and the receptionist has made this clear. On behalf of the university, and he lifts this huge artillery laser <laughs> kind of up to the side, not pointing it at anybody, you are being politely asked to leave. Politely. And PG, the huge Maroquois, is just standing there smiling, but it looks like a predator. <laughs> what is Friss and Meishan doing? Uh, Friss pulls his pistol out and fires a shot into the air. <laughs> <laughs> Meishan grabs the l- l- nearest textbook and pretends to be a co-ed. Friss fires into the air, and uh, all right, you guys roll an intimidation check. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Dax is great at this. <laughs> you can so aid each other. Do you want to aid me? Uh, yeah, yeah. I will aid. Is it, is it 10? Yeah, is DC it 10. DC 10. Natty 16 there for a total of 15. There you go. That's an aid. All right. Okay, so that, are you aiding or and, rolling uh, around? I also aid. Yeah, he's shot into the air, man. Yeah. All right. Well, was, he might be rolling his own <laughs> with the <laughs> shot in the air. All right. I'll aid. A 19. Okay, yeah. so. Plus six. six and 24. Ooh, 24. Uh, <laughs> so when Dr. Friss finally fires, after you lift up your gun and say what you say, and Kay says what she says, and uh, the Maricoy just stands up and moves, they all slowly back away and exit the lobby. You may address, uh, you may address your inquiries to the press office of the university. politely (laughs) they all scatter away and security enters the lobby immediately after Uh, we we heard a gunshot Uh, who fired the gun was it was it you was it Uh, you Chris like immediately like he holsters his gun as soon as he sees somebody says it was one of the reporters they got (laughs) they got crazy (laughs) I think you should take them off campus completely you should press charges at all I think is this true? He looks at the receptionist, and the receptionist is so happy to have the journalist <laughs> off of uh, his back. He's like, yup, yup. <laughs> <laughs> One of the journalists <laughs> fired a gun. <laughs> <laughs> but now they're gone. He was uh, really on deadline. Yeah. The <laughs> journalist, sorry, if, the, 
Sorry. So it was one. I think it was one of the guys from Space Breitbart. He just like went crazy. <laughs> 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 Alex Jones. <laughs> and to, and Friss is like kind of kicking the dust like into a pile that like came down from the ceiling. <laughs> right near his feet. Yeah. It's like kind of right right kicking there. it away. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, every, everything's fine here. Everything's fine. I just, I was a little overwhelmed. And, uh, and yeah, one of the journalists shot at the ceiling. But he's gone now. He's gone. And, uh, and Soldier uh, Fortune. That's what just, I got from Soldier Fortune. Just here with my new friends. We're, we're all set. Thank you. Thank you for coming. And so the security eventually leaves. Um, and the receptionist is like, thank you. Thank you. I would have not probably taken that route, but I appreciate it. It's been like this all day. Uh, what, 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 what are you here for? What, what can I help you with? And Waylos is like, oh, we're, we're here to see uh, <laughs> Professor Muhali. But what, what, what was all this hubbub here? Uh, well, the, the, the doctor made some sort of lecture last night. It got people all fired up. So they want to interview him or they want to interview uh, the, the, the dean or, or other professors. And I, I, I was told not to let anybody up. Uh, and you're here to see uh, Professor Muhali. All right. And, and this has nothing to do with the... Uh, the incendiary lecture. No, 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 no. This is this is totally other business. These are star finders. Um, all right. Uh, do, do you know where her office is? Or do you want me to take you up? No, no, no. I know. She used to be my advisor. Uh, all right, all right. Go up. Uh, th- thank you, thank you again. Um, if I ever need help, please come back with your guns. <laughs> <laughs> Out of curiosity. Yes. What was the lecture about? Uh, something about uh, I, I think he had some hate speak about other cultures and uh, he he's known to be very forthright in his beliefs but I think he took it too far I don't really know what's going on but I'm sure Professor Muhali can uh, fill you in it has caused quite a stir here on campus can I can I do a culture check about just how about the, the the racism that we're seeing, like on Castrovel, is this like common on the planet? Is there something in the? Yeah, roll a culture check on uh, Doctor Elabian's twenty one two. Uh, twenty one. Twenty one. Two. Twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one as well. Twenty one yeah. <laughs> as well. So you know that that name is a quote. And this is something very uh, common among contemplatives. Mm-hmm. They abandon their childhood names for one based on a favorite quote or an intellectual hero. In this case, the <clears throat> second article published by the radically anti-conventionalist scholar Elabians in the year 21 AG. Uh, you, if you like, look on your uh, comm unit, you see that the line was, when the past is unknown, we must make a tradition of challenging so-called tradition. This is something contemplatives do as they get older. They change their name to a favorite quote or named after some hero. And do you know what contemplatives are? No. They're the giant brain people. Mm. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, yes. Are that they native to... Are they, they're not native to Castroville, Not necessarily they? native to Castroville, no. But uh, obviously, he must be very smart. And he's a professor here. So is this racism inherent in Castroville? No. It's probably like anything else. There's racists everywhere. Hmm. And he's one of them. Possibly. Hmm. So, but yeah. And we think the best... Sorry, go ahead. No, I just wanted to say, before we head over, I think PG wants to just... Uh, say thank you or thank you to the uh, receptionist just to see what the reaction to her is. 
Oh, my, thank you. Thank you. I've been, okay. I've been at this all day. I appreciate it. Okay, so it doesn't seem to be like La Junta's hate Marocco. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just you had one asshole at no. the... Uh, at Customs. At Customs. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to all of our listeners who work for Customs, we appreciate you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure anyone that works at Customs knows they work with one asshole, at least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I work with one. Uh, Joe. Uh, good one. Uh, all right, so... Waylos takes you upstairs and brings Does Waylos you... know anything about Dr. Alabian's 21-2? No, no. He, he, he audited a couple of his classes, and he said he's a bit of a... Uh, very, very opinionated, but he's also very brilliant. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that he is uh, under scrutiny. Uh, perhaps Professor Muhali can tell us more. So you go up there, and uh, her door's unlocked, and Waylos knocks on it. And as he's knocking, the door kind of opens, and you see ahead of you a clean, roomy, orderly room. There's a large desk standing uh, before a broad window, and you can see into the window uh, beyond there's a charming view of a nearby park. And uh, there's a small table in one corner that has a quartet of chairs arranged evenly around it, probably for her little meetings with her students that she advises. Near the door is a wide examination table covered with the broken fragments of stone, many of which bear incomplete words or letters written in a spiraling text. There are also several tiny fountains throughout the room, burbling soothingly and shimmering with soft light. Mm. It's rather beautiful. This would probably seem strange to everyone except Meishan. Uh, Waylos is like, Dr. Muhali, so nice to see you, and I apologize for bothering you. I hear there's quite a scene going on downstairs, but I have some starfinders here from Absalom Station. And you see Dr. Muhali, <laughs> she's uh, rather dark-skinned for Lushunta with pale green facial markings and purple hair with lines shaved in her head on one side, long and flowing on the other. Uh, she looks like this. Okay. And she's played by Lisa Bonet. Oh, oh cool. Oh. All right. Yeah. Um, she looks pretty... Occupied, and she just kind of looks over at Waylos and is emotionless. Uh, I, uh, I, I apologize. I am very, very busy at the moment. I, I cannot uh, talk very long. What, what, what is it? Why, why are you here? We have. We are. I don't know if you watch the news very much, but we are colloquially known as the Driftwalk Four or Driftwalk Five. And we have uh, some information that we would like to share with you to see if you have anything that you can teach us about what we found there. I, I, let me stop you right there, and, and I apologize if I'm Kurt. I'm, I'm just not in any position at the moment to assist you or instruct my department to assist you in any way, not until I can resolve my current debacle. And she just, like, turns around and goes to her desk. What is your current debacle? One of my colleagues, Alabians 21-2, gave a rather incendiary public lecture last night in which he examined a war from nearly a millennium ago and used the cultural fallout from it to rationalize the genocide of the Formian species. Even before the Lashunta city-states and Formian colonies signed peace accords 30 years ago, such brutal conclusions would have been dismissed. 
Now he is fomenting hate crimes under the guise of pure logic and anthropology. This is not what the university stands for, but it's what the public now believes. I placed him on academic leave and restricted his access to university resources until we can clean this mess up. Does he find any allies amongst those disaffected Lashunta who may have lost their lives against the Formians? I'm sure he has people that fawn on his every word. He is quite intelligent and quite accomplished. But Lashunta or otherwise, I, I do not know. Hmm. If that will be all, again, I apologize. But until this is dealt with, I am unable to assist you, Walos. And uh, what would you say your Starfinders? Yes. Yes, my name is Dax, and I would like to help you with your problem. I'm afraid I don't see what it is you plan to do next. You've removed him, suspended him from work. What else needs to be done at the moment? What can we do to help you? <sighs> she sits down in her chair and, like, massages her temples. Uh, like, right where her temples meet the base of her antennae. She's like, well... You are persistent, I'll give you that. Maybe that could come in handy. You know what You know what I could use? You know what the university needs right now? Is to smooth this over quickly. And Alabians 21-2 is not listening to anything I say. Now, he has not quite violated enough protocols to be outright dismissed, so firing him would otherwise be good for optics. I think the media would settle for a public apology, to be quite honest. Yes, yes, if he would publicly apologize. Yeah, if you can convince this man to do that... Yeah, then I should be able to handle the rest, and then I'll help you with whatever you want. But I'm telling you, it's a fruitless... Well, I'll tell you what, Professor. I've had more than my share of expertise, uh, my experience with uh, uh, closed-minded academics like the one you described. It'd be my pleasure to talk to him, <laughs> to talk some sense into him. Then by all means, his office is on the fourth floor. The doctor can be very... Persuasive. Well, <laughs> Mac could have been really useful. <laughs> oh. Who? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I can use all the help I get. I, I'll tell you, if you pull this off, and uh, I apologize for seeming like it's impossible, I'll tell you whatever I know. Uh, wait, else, please. I'm, I'm very busy. Uh, the phone rings. I, I have to take this. So do you want to head to this doctor's office? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely do. Yeah. Elabians 21-2? Yeah. All right, Waylos knows the way. You uh, hop in the elevator. Uh, it's a teleport elevator. So you just step in, <laughs> and you're on the fourth floor. Wow. Because <laughs> it's the future. That's awesome. Shaboom. <laughs> Shaboom. Uh, and uh, he brings you down the end of the hall. And uh, the door is fully ajar. You see dust, debris, and discarded papers littering the floor everywhere in this totally disorganized office. There's a single chair standing in the corner, although is that a corner? You can't quite tell. It's such a mess. And the desk and the shelves are crowded with books, scrolls, statuettes, loose computer, hardware. If this is the doctor's office, it is a model of disorganized chaos. First, you can see, uh, even if you're not standing up front, a mishmash of texts and cultural artifacts from across the packed world strung across this filthy floor that's crunching under your feet as you walk in. Can I do a culture check just even as I'm walking, as we're walking up to the office about this, the work that uh, this doctor drew his name from, if I know anything useful about it? Yeah. Okay. 
18. 18. You don't know anything particularly useful about it, but you do know that contemplatives would be very impressed if you demonstrate that you know what the quote is to them. Yeah. Maybe it would give you a bonus on checks to influence them. (laughs) When the past is unknown, we must make a tradition of challenging so-called tradition. Hmm. Okay. Okay. As you enter, do all of you enter? Yes. It's a pretty large office, and it's a mess. Three books float up from the floor. (laughs) Open in midair, and the pages start flipping. Weird. You see it pause, more pages flip, and then all three books are thrown against the wall in three different directions, and they just land on the floor. From behind the desk, you just see an enormous brain (laughs) (laughs) what the hell float upwards followed by this frail looking quote unquote body that really just looks like four hairy spider legs sprouting from a similarly textured torso looks like that (laughs) (laughs) I love it Dr. Alavian's 21 tube that is so weird um (laughs) <laughs> it looks like he like had the, like he has a brain face and he went to Times Square and somebody sketched his giant head <laughs> with a tiny little body. <laughs> okay, uh, what caricature of yeah. a caricature. brain. Like he, his real face is a tiny brain. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you don't see any eyes or any face whatsoever, but the brain just kind of turns on you. And in all of your heads, you hear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kreska will reply with a telepathic message of her own that says, Greetings. We heard you cause quite, quite the stir. Doctor. Mm, yes, yes, I have caused quite the stir, evidently. <laughs> but uh, such is the way of genius. How may I help you? <laughs> We're from Doctor. What was her name? Muhale. <laughs> He's really smart. He's reading your mind. <laughs> wow. I believe you mean Doctor Muhale. We're on behalf of Doctor Muhale. Mm. Maybe we can be of some assistance Mm. in helping you to smooth this over. Well, I could use some assistance. Perhaps you could smooth things over by opening the minds of these closed-minded students and teachers here at this university that do not understand truth when they hear it. Please, please, I agree with you, Dr. Alabians 21-2. Universities should not be safe spaces where... Ideas are restricted to certain areas. Uh-oh. All ideas must flow from a certain place and be struck down. But with the current fervor around your comments, you will have your funding struck away, and your ideas will be banished from the face of this university. Mm, yes. If you desire an audience to continue to share your brilliant mind with the world, you need to apologize so that the press leaves you alone, and you can continue your good work. And she's basically bluffing and not agreeing with this, but trying to butter him up. Apologize? 
You must understand I am an academic first. I do not have time to watch out for others' feelings. If I'm blunt, it's because I do not have time to waste. We live in a culture where everyone is so worried about each other's feelings. I like to get right to the truth and move on. My objectivity makes me a superior analyst. If anyone should apologize, it should be the university and Muhale to me. And I agree that you may not need to be concerned with other people's feelings, but you may be concerned with being able to keep this glorious office and all these wonderful books, and I assume a substantial stipend and time off in the summers? Pardon me for being blunt. <laughs> Pardon me for being blunt, my dear, but your smaller and in thereby inferior mind cannot comprehend logic as superior as mine. Your argument is rationally flawed. That is not an insult, but rather a statement of fact. Excuse me, but brain size has nothing to do with intelligence. Oh, really? And what would you know? And he just kind of floats across the room <laughs> right up to you. And what would you know of brain size, Matakoi? I've not seen your kind here on Custerbell in many, many years. Uh, 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 and she, she starts muttering. <laughs> yes, that's exactly, exactly what I thought. Small brains, no words. If that is all, please leave my beautiful, clean off. <laughs> uh, pardon me, Doctor. Yes. But uh, I've known your kind before. Oh, really? Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you'd like, I could let you peek around a bit up here. And he points to his head. He says, like, if you want to see some of the experiences I've had with your kind. Mm, yes, if you don't mind. Please, I do not be my do guest. this without permission. There are strict rules on campus for doing such things. <laughs> All right. Here it goes. And he just... <laughs> he just he I'm see. going to do it now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two. Three. One, two, three. So he sees... <laughs> he sees all these encounters that Friss, like, had to endure, like, coming up through, through his university experience. With everyone, like all the racism, all the prejudice that he had to deal with, um, all the the rigid thinking, like <laughs> assholes that get, stood in his way, and he sees this like litany of all these people, and and he says, "This is uh, so you see, Chumba, yes." Yes, I do see. You understand offense. Offense indicates a narrow perspective in the listeners. You must understand. Uh, may I call you doctor as well? You may. I can see from your experience that you have such a title. I analyzed ancient Lushunta army strategies against their former neighbors and concluded that the former's conditioned sentimentality inhibited more effectively destructive actions against their longtime enemies. The audience simply found my conclusion upsetting. I meant no offense. I was just stating the truth. And you, good doctor, must appreciate that. Of course. I always appreciate truth. And truth tellers. So may I ask you, what brings you to the University of Zeracology and Zeracology? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Can't we tell him the truth? Can't we be like, can you do us this favor? Well, that's what I'm kind of doing. Right, <laughs> He's Way on. to go. <laughs> what was that? This <laughs> just taking a long time, Mr. Friss. <laughs> um, yeah, so Friss says, uh, well, that is 
that is the crux of the matter. We are here because uh, we are known, we have been dubbed the Drift Rock Five. We came across this artifact floating in space, and it had some ancient text throughout it. We are trying to determine its origin, and we were led to believe that Halquim Zan was, had some experience with whatever this language was. They may find some insight here. So we come to speak to the faculty to find out what we can. Oh, yes, well. But unfortunately, your little kerfuffle has left, your, has left Dr has left Professor Mohali in a position where she cannot help us. Well, I'll tell you this. I reviewed the entirety of Zahn's original notes early in my time here as faculty, and to my considerable knowledge, only Dr. Solstani has studied them more recently. Zahn's methodology was imperfect, catering to an uneducated reader's lexicon, fetishizing the exotic, and conveying a pathological love of his self-image as an adventurer, likely to earn more money or an elaborate mating ritual. Sounds unfamiliar. Yes. And as a result, his work is scientifically wanting and his conclusions doubtful. Nevertheless, his notes provide enough detail to hypothetically retrace his steps. Hmm. Is it these notes that you seek? Yeah, I think that could be quite helpful, Doctor. Hmm, well, normally I could retrieve those notes for you, but I am currently on probation due to the weak-willed public's inability to process the logical arguments I posited in my recent lecture. Until I am reinstated, I cannot assist you. Doctor, yes? you surprise me. Hmm. Someone, <laughs> someone of your intellect and logical capability standing on pride alone when you know you would have access to the resources and could continue your work with but a simple few words to the press. I am on track to attain tenure at this university in several more years. Point of order, Doctor. Yes? Not anymore. Correct. So perhaps you can help me and then I can help you. She wants me to make an apology that is simply not going to happen. But perhaps I can make this gesture in a convincing manner if you can convince Professor Muhalli to make three concessions to me, one of which will help you very much. One. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel my... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Cancel my academic suspension. Two, and this is the one that will help you, restore my access to the university's restricted collections. Halkuyan Zan's notes are in that restricted collection. And finally, I would like her to pardon the whole incident and my tenure review file. If you do those three things, yeah, I'll go and I'll make this apology. I'll make a great show of it. So cut to us being back with the other person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> so, okay. He's okay. very logical. <laughs> How to go? How to go with uh, Dr. Labian's 21-2? He made a very strong case that we should talk to you again. Oh, did he? Uh, yes, he and did. And what did he have to say? Well, he said that he had three concessions that he wished from you. Hmm. One. And what, pray tell? <laughs> <laughs> he wants uh, his suspension lifted. Hmm. Uh, he wants uh, 
the, yeah, the well, access to the resources. Access to the resources of the archive. Of course. And the third is he wants to have the record of the, the uh, his punishment removed from his file. <laughs> well, the third one is absolutely out. Of course. So cut to back to the break. <laughs> All right. So, so we talked about here's the thing. <laughs> cut to Dax putting an artillery laser in his brain and being like, "We're gonna apologize." <laughs> <laughs> Professor Mahali, perhaps we could use more persuasive methods if you could provide us access to Dr. Solstani's research on Halquimzan. Are you able to do this yourself? As I told you when you first came in, I am unable to do so. I mean, I could put you in touch with Dr. Sostani if you can help me with this problem, but that's, that's the best that I can do. What I, is the problem with removing this incident from his file? It seems as if he will eventually make tenure anyway. This one incident is not going to prevent it. Why not give him what he wants now and help us find a much greater discovery? On top of which, Dr... Keep your enemies close. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Have bringing him into the fold and extending this gesture of goodwill will allow you to supervise his kind more controversial statements. No? You make a good point. This is a man that's obsessed with expressing the truth. Yet the truth of the matter is he made incendiary comments, so that truth should remain in his file. Roll a diplomacy check. Ooh. You can choose how you want to aid and how you want to do it. Who's got uh, good diplomacy? Plus six. I'm plus six as well. Yeah, plus two. Mac was plus 13, but I, <laughs> I'm plus zero. Who's, Let it go, Ellie! <laughs> Whose die do you trust more, Matthew? Yours. Hubba, hubba, All right, hubba. then I'll roll. Trust. I'm going to aid. I'll try to aid. I'll aid as well. Ooh! Ooh. Ooh. Nat, natty 17. I aid. Beautiful. 23, I 25, well. 27. I, I do not aid. 29. 29 total? Total. Diplomacy? Yeah. Friss's aide is like, come on. <laughs> That's how we help. And she says, all right. Yeah! All right. Yeah, we get to stand uh, up for the racist ass. All right. <laughs> yeah! And in total, in total irony, Meishan says, I knew we could understand each other. La Shunta to La Shunta. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I will do this. And she erases it from his file reinstates him and uh, allows him access to those files. Sweet. Uh, I can't believe we helped this guy out. I know. We could have gone gone back. We could have danced that dance a different way. Maybe. (laughs) Well, there don't feel right. I don't don't feel well. (laughs) It is weird, though, because there are plenty of Lashinta who probably wanted to burn all the Formians to the ground. There's some that have to agree with them, but they are sentient life beings with, like, a hive mind. Anyway, continue. I mean, I do, I, I think, for her purposes, better to have control over him than him becoming some sort of martyr, you know, yeah. academic martyr. Yeah. But, that, but I would be, like, concerned of th- that being seen as an endorsement by the university right. of, of what is of his We could go back to thing. him and just say, say it's conditional upon his, you know, he has to take pains to restore order and calm the, the you know, the, the hate he's fomenting. Yeah. Well, that's what he said. He said he's going to make a big show of this apology. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. That's true. He did say he Whether he apologize. believes it or not, he says he'll make a big show okay. of it. Okay, that's right. fine. And we can um, aid him on the bluff check. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so you go back to him, and you tell him 
that she's going to do all three of those things. Oh, this is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Oh, yes, yes. I'll make a big apology. I'll make a big show of it. Everyone will believe that I don't believe what I said. Even those who follow me, though, they'll know. They will know. And you uh, must quell the violence. That is part of it. Sir. Yeah. Madam. I'll shoot you. Madam, <laughs> <laughs> my intent was never to incite violence. It was to expose truth. Do not blame me how the message is received. It is quite naive to believe that throwing around what you consider to be the truth will not incite violence, whatever your intentions. Hmm. And I would have thought an academic of your standing would be cognizant of their audience. Yes, yes, I understand the thoughts of the small-minded. <laughs> but no matter... I would like to give you a gift to thank you for this, because though we have differing beliefs, my new friends, I believe you have saved my chance at tenure. <laughs> my chance at tenure. So I will tenure. give you, uh, this is a token of my gratitude. These are earnings from my recent guest lecture. Uh, you may think of it as dirty, dirty money. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy lucre. That's and exactly what I think. Give you 700 credits for wow. his racist tirades across campuses. Awesome. All over Castro Valley. Wow. He hands it right to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Not to Chris. Not to Chris. Matt. Right to Matt. His Matt. 700 credits for your character, Matthew. Matthew. Blood money. Matthew immediately donates it to the ACLU. <laughs> Amazing. Do we get 700 each? No. There's only one lecture. Elk Perhaps Elk. I could do some more lectures and give you 700. No, 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 I have a new one. Ellie DeLorenzo, no morals. <laughs> As to your interest in Halloween Zahn, now that I have access to these records, please... Uh, come and see me tomorrow, and I will tell you everything I know. I think you will find it quite interesting. Nice. Uh, so you go back to Muhali, we'll say, and you let him know. He's making the apology. It's all set. He's really excited. And she's like, thank you. Thank you. This, this is actually very surprising. I didn't think anyone would be able to convince him. And many have tried, myself included, even though him and I... We'll never see eye to eye. Uh, please, he take, has no eyes. He, see eye to folds. <laughs> eye to lobe. Eye to lobe. <laughs> eye to moist lobe. <laughs> moist, pulsating lobe. Uh, even, <laughs> even brains are dirty too, aren't they? He really looks like a jazz dancing turd. <laughs> Troy or Troy or Olivia's pretty bad too. Um, <laughs> now, uh, uh, please take this as a token. I'm doing her, his voice. Please take, please take this it's as a. We're like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> she, she morphs into him. Ah, I fooled you all along. It, it sounds. It freaks me out because it sounds like Billy Crystal doing an impression of Sammy Davis. <laughs> That's what God. the voice sounds. Yeah, like. man. Oh, God. Yeah, babe. Yeah, 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 uh, please yeah. take this as a token of my thanks. It isn't much, but uh, to, be, to be honest, this was uh, something that the, uh, the doctor requested in a grant application that fell through thanks to his recent gaffe. So what he doesn't know won't hurt him. Take this. And she gives you a uh, Mark I ring of resistance. Oh, oh nice. nice. Had he not uh, screwed up, he would have got that as a gift. Um, 
Do they send their professors into battle a lot <laughs> yes. at this university? A ring of resistance would be helpful on a let's campus send, where let's guns send are this, shot that, <laughs> Let's send this brain with tiny legs yeah, into battle. All these armed journalists <laughs> running all over <laughs> campus. <laughs> you can't even ever be too safe with armed journalists <laughs> shooting up lobbies. Oh, uh, God. Now, uh, uh, but, but, but more to the matter, you had asked of Halqueem San... Uh, Dr. Omaya Sultani has a strong interest in the ruins of Uklam. Uh, hold on a minute. Let me see here. She uh, looks at her screen, scrolls through several pages. Um, yeah. Oh, well, uh, <clears throat> according to my records, she... It seems she uh, departed on personal leave. Two days ago. Oh. Oh. Sense, She's already dead. Motive. Yeah. <laughs> sense motive. 17 on the die. 21. 4. <laughs> 17. 11. You can tell that she seems pretty, those of you who rolled over 15, she seems pretty confused by this development, which is particularly strange why the dean wouldn't know until right now that one of her professors took a leave of absence. Were you unaware of the professor's plans? She's still staring at the screen. Uh, what? What's that? Um, well, I, uh, to be honest, I don't recall approving Dr. Solstani's absence, but... Uh, Has she ever taken a leave of absence before? Um, to, to my knowledge, no. No, I mean, I've had a lot going on. Maybe I... Maybe I just forgot. Um... I'm sure that is not the case. There are several interested parties moving towards this research at the same time we are. Perhaps someone got to her sooner. Uh, Do you have access to the... You know, this could be an error. This this actually doesn't make any sense. It's probably an error. Uh, There's been a lot going on. I may have mistyped something. Um, Let's just go... I'll I'll go up to her office and uh, I'll introduce you. I'm sure that this... Uh, it's just a clerical error. There's been so much going on here. I Very you, well. I told you this was... Uh, Dax is going to reach out. A bit of a mess. Uh, yeah. So as she starts to like, get up and walk, Dax is going to reach out and grab her shoulder mm-hmm. and hold her sort of tightly and look her in the eye and be like, I can assure you, this is no accident. Proceed carefully. Uh, all right. Um, Stay now, behind me. Now you have me... Uh, a little worried. Tell me where her office is. Uh, all right, uh, maybe, maybe I should go first. I think I have the highest AC. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be our shield? That would be smart to put a high AC character up front. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyhow, let's go in the teleportation elevator. You're on the 18th floor of another building. And Jeff Goldblum's on the other side. Half fly, half Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> half Maracoy, half Kreska. <laughs> oh, no. oh. Um, she goes up to the door. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Nightmares. I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm sure it's nothing... Um, but you do have me a little worried with your concern. Uh, just point us in the right direction. No, 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 it's just let me just just knock on the door. Dax is holding his gun red right at the ready. Yeah, Friss is pulling his. Unlock the door now. Unlock the door now, Muhali. All right, I don't feel comfortable. It's Professor Muhali, by the way. Uh, I don't feel comfortable doing this. She pulls out a key card and unlocks Beep. the door. Can PG go in first? Sure. 
Professor, please, stand to the side. All right. You open the door and see the office is in complete disarray. Surprise, surprise. Cabinet doors are ajar. Several stone artifacts scattered across the floor (laughs) from open, like, archival drawers. And there's a traveling bag that's open, but only half-packed. PG, you walk in first, and the rest of them come behind you. Roll a perception check. Natural 20. Ooh, Me too. Futures twisted. (laughs) Natural (laughs) 20. You walk in, and you see the computer on the desk at the far end of the room is dark. But a diode at its base just blinks regularly. We'll see you next week. No! Oh! It's already time! <laughs> Come on! Oh my God. Oh! Troy, Troy, if I were a contemplative, do you know what my name would be? What? Austin316. <laughs> <laughs> Says I just whooped your ass! <laughs> Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.